0: Welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I am Tony Serino, alongside Christopher Carter, and this is your Daily Dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, Chris and I are recapping day five of Steelers practice. The Steelers were at it again after their day off, and it was an interesting day of practice. No Dante Moncrief, no TJ Watt, no Anthony Ciccolo, and that meant reps for some of the young players you're interested about. James Washington, Deontay Johnson playing in place of Dante Moncrief. How did they do today? And Ola Dini getting a chance now after being the star of the first four days of camp. He got a chance to run with the ones. We'll tell you how he did today as well. Welcome to the show. You can find more of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the new Himalaya app, wherever you find podcasts. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure to get your daily dose. You can follow us on Twitter at LO Steelers. You can find us on Facebook. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit like on the Facebook page, but make sure you also join the Facebook group. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Steelers. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bombas. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Plus, for every Bombas purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need. Find out more about what feet daydream about at bombas.com slash locked. And get 20% off at bombas.com slash locked. All right, Chris. The Steelers were back at practice today. How you doing? Doing great, Tony. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing. I'm feeling well rested. We had the day off yesterday. Oh. A, a well needed day off. It's it's been hot out here. hot. It is. I'm, I'm sorry, Tony. Are you saying it's hot in in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's too. It, I I it's, I it's too hot. I think I said this before, oh, but I think today might have been the hottest day of camp so far.
1: Okay. Well, that, that would that would certainly be. A, it was funny. Dale gave an early forecast of rain, and we're still
0: sitting here, and I did not see a drop of rain. I mean, there were thunderstorms last night, but there, there was no rain at practice. today. Uh, let me start with the injury report and the, the guys who took the day off today. Uh, T.J. Watt, Sean Davis, Dante Moncrief all remain out with their injuries. Uh, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, T.J. Watt was running on the sideline. Uh, so he may be close to a return, but we shall see. Uh, David DeCastro had the day off. Anthony Ciccolo, it was thought that he had the day off. Instead, he's being evaluated. We don't know what he's being evaluated for just yet, uh, but he seems to have some sort of minor injury. Uh, Xavier Grimble, who we talked about the other day, he left practice with the trainers. He was able to go fully today. Johnny Holton returned from his injury. Uh, and then the Steelers did have three guys go down at practice today. Ryan Switzer went down with a quad injury. Uh, Derwin Gray, with, uh, he was down with, with, with fatigue. Fatigue, yeah. Fatigue which- related
1: illness or something.
0: Because it was hot. I mean, it was hot. Yeah. It was hot out there. Woo! I think they had to give, I mean, there were water breaks taken just randomly in the middle yeah. of drills. It was, a, it was a warm day out there. And then Herb Waters uh, had a shoulder injury as well. So nothing major just yet, right? It's good to see that TJ Watts running along the sideline because, you know, we're five practices in. We talked about that as being a precautionary thing with TJ Watt. How many practices do we get before it all of a sudden becomes a real thing?
1: But I mean, it's a hamstring thing. I mean, remember, a hamstring ruined Lamar Woodley's career when he was on fire and unstoppable, looking like the next best thing at outside linebacker for the Steelers. Uh, So I think they're just taking every precaution, making sure TJ Watt is okay. And at the end of the day, too, I think they're okay letting some of these young guys get more reps out here. Um, Well, we'll get get into that because there was some really nice stuff there for today.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, the day, the day off. For Chick- well, I mean, the, the evaluation for Chicago plus TJ Watt led to Ola getting some first team reps, and I'm interested to get your thoughts on that. All right, a couple more, a couple other uh, news uh, items here before we get to practice itself. The Steelers waived Alexander Myers, the defensive back, and signed off of waivers wide receiver Brandon Riley from the Detroit Lions. Um, so this is going to be another guy added to a wide receiver rotation that I think is already pretty deep at this point. I was surprised the Steelers were going out and getting a wide receiver with this extra roster spot, not maybe a safety or a tight end or some of the other positions where right now I don't know that there's a whole lot of um, depth at those positions.
1: Well, here's the thing though: you got to count anybody that they're grabbing right now isn't going to make the final roster. You know, if you get a tight end. You know, all it's going to do is add to the Kevin Raiders and the Trevor Woods of the world. Um, and and so I, I think what they did was they, they probably saw some special team skills in him. Okay. They really want a gunner. And I'll tell you this because that Alexander Myers guy who they let go, Mm -hmm. um, I, I, yeah, he's a guy. He led the nation in special teams tackles for all defensive backs, um, in college. So, uh, that's, that, that was a guy I think that they were really looking at. Maybe a sneaky pick for the 53. Exactly. Just a guy that they could sneak on the roster as like the sixth cornerback guy or just – and they have him kind of be Darius Hayward-Bay from last year because that's the thing. They really still – I mean, it's such a small thing because it's special teams, but – those gunners are very important for getting off the, off the blocks and getting downfield and preventing um the the long returns because you're uh, you're getting in the way of the returner. and that's something that Danny Smith has done very well since he got here in 2012 or 2013 because I mean before that the Steelers had a rough time covering kicks, you know, uh, the Jacoby Jones was always taking them taking them yard and just we, all, it, we all have nightmares. It, yeah. It, right. <laughs> it, but but since he's been here, everyone talks about oh the return game isn't great, we don't get a lot of touchdowns, but you know, I think Steelers fans you got to consider a blessing that has been Danny Smith when it comes to covering kicks, stopping the long returns, and and, and, and yeah, people say, oh Boswell, you know what? But when Boswell makes kicks, he, Boswell's great. But when Boswell miss kicks, Danny Smith stinks. And, they
0: and only had one. Re- the opposing teams only had one return for a touchdown last year that I can remember. That was the Chargers game. Yeah, there was an obvious and block in the and that was
1: the block in the back yeah. play. So
0: I, I mean, I, you're right. I think I think Danny Smith has done well in that in that regard. Alexander Myers was uh, re- was waived with the uh, non-football injury illness. Uh, So uh, that's why they waived him. All right, let's get to seven shots. Um, Seven shots today was interesting because no Dante Moncrief. So the first thing I wanted to see was who are going to be the wide receivers that they line up with. The wide receivers they started with were James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Deontay Johnson. Um, So no Eli Rogers, no Ryan Switzer at wide receiver to start on the first play. Ben went to James Washington, uh, Devin Bush all over this one, bats it away. That, that ball fell incomplete. Second play was a fade to Grimble. I believe it was Kelly in coverage. It was kind of hard to tell from my angle. And also Grimble was just wide open. Mm -hmm. So that was an easy one. Um, Ben then hit Vance on a quick pass uh, for a touchdown. And then the, the Ben's final rep was a kind of classic Ben, extend the play, mm-hmm. buy some time, uh, found James Washington coming open for another touchdown. So he finished three and one. Then Dobbs came in. Uh, Dobbs hit Washington on another touchdown. James Washington had a nice session here altogether. Uh, Dobbs then went outside to Devin Jones. It was kind of an ill-advised throw. Brian Allen was all over him. The ball went through Brian Allen's hands and fell incomplete, so 4-2. And then on the last rep, uh, this is one where you and I <laughs> are going to disagree, Chris. Uh, Bugs got his hands on Dobbs. Obviously, you can't hit Dobbs, but kind of two-hand touched him. I consider it a sack, although Dobbs did eventually throw a touchdown. Um, so this is either a 4-3 offense or defense, depending on where you go there. But I thought overall a good, a good seven shots. I thought a very good session for James Washington here. Also, Devin Bush getting his hands on another football it's been it's been a theme of this camp i like to see ben and james washington being on the same page even this early throughout camp this episode is brought to you by five star painting a neighborly company five star painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company could this be the perfect opportunity for you are you driven do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur if you're interested in running your own business, text five star to 87000 right now to learn more. Choosing to start your business with five star painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at business. With five star painting, you'll be your own boss. You'll pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. You'll have access to the best resources to help you scale your landscape business to meet your personal and professional goals. And you'll go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star painting owner, you'll also be a part of the greater Neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, and Mr. Rooter. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you're already running your own painting company, text Five Star to 87000 to learn more about how a Five Star. All right, let's move on. Uh, off it was what was it? Offensive defensive line yeah. session today. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch that, but but give me your give me your notes on the uh, on the drill.
1: So a few things. Tomlin was specifically, and he talked about this in the post in the post game. Press conference, um, saying that uh, you know he was—he's really just looking for matchups right now. Saw a lot of Ola and Gerald Hawkins, and I'm telling you, it's death taxes and Ola beating the star out of Gerald Hawkins in this in this training camp. I mean, he is, and they're trying to give Ho- Gerald Hawkins a chance to. To, to prove himself and he's just Ola's just beating him almost every time and it's 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 bad. Now I will say this Olaf got some chances on the first team today um because of Chicolo being down and Watts already down. Um Ola got some step some chances to step up and you know you saw when he was up against tackles they were able to get off the ball a little bit quicker. He wasn't as successful and that's what he has to improve on is beating those type of guys. I also think Ola needs to work better against the run. Um but really
0: he had a good rep early, early early and this early. might have been the first practice okay. for the First rep of eleven on eleven, um, where he kind of he kind of crashed inside on Samuels, mm-hmm. got a big shout out from the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I think that's they're, they're they're pegging that into him because okay. he's been
1: they've they've been they've been saying you got to improve and I, I mean and that's one thing they were telling me was like you know get get you know angle the ball get on this get on that there mm-hmm. they're they're pushing him because I think they really see the potential for him to develop into something.
0: It's hard not to see the potential yeah. through this. Point. I mean the guy is I don't want to call him a star yet, but because we're five practices in, right. but I mean everyone on Twitter is freaking out, and I think rightfully so. Everyone who's watching, you know, we're out there watching every day. Um, the guy doesn't have look, he doesn't have a whole lot of flaws just yet. Because he's going up against second team. It was nice to see him get against the first team today. He wasn't as dominant today against the first team. Um, but he's he's been a you know, he's he's been a, a star out there so far. All right, any other notes from offensive and defensive line? I saw some interesting exchanges. They they uh,
1: matched up JT Jones, the uh, the guy out of Miami, Ohio, second year player up against uh, what's his face? Um, chooks. And, uh, and he, he beat Chooks on, on a couple, uh, and they kept getting, matching them up on each other. And I think they really like some JT Jones. He's getting, he's getting off the ball well. That's 40? Yeah, yeah, number 40. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he has good size. Um, and, and I talked to him after practice too, and this will be part, this will be my Carter's classroom, um, for, for Thursday as well. Um, but JT Jones, his, his specialty is his hands and his quickness, and he, he's really quick off the ball. He's really quick to, to to get around guys and use different hands moves and they like that his biggest weaknesses are his strengths are his strength and uh and, and you know in the in coverage okay. uh, so i think he converting Converting quickness into strength is always a challenge for anybody. It's not. It's not easy to do, and that's what the best athletes can do. Yeah. So that I mean, that's a reason why he's just floating around the league right now. And kind of. So just,
0: I think it's something that Bud Dupree kind of struggles with is exactly. that kind of speed
1: to power. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's that's just a very difficult thing to convert. But when you're looking for young guys that can maybe do something on special teams and maybe make the team, you know, as as a last minute option, that's something there. Now what what he'll have to work on is he'll have to improve his coverage because they 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 do like switching up their rushes. And that's something that I'm seeing – we've seen traditionally seen with Keith Butler. But I'm telling you, in those 11-on-11s, Tony, I don't know about you, but I was seeing lots of linebackers come up and then certain guys drop back and certain guys rush, and Keith Butler still is looking to be extremely creative with these athletic linebackers.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's been the staple of the Keith Butler defense is, is him having to be creative in a lot of different ways. And, and hopefully – 20, 2019 is a year where he doesn't have to be as creative mm-hmm. because they have a more consistent rush with guys like TJ Watt and Ken Hayward now and some guys who in there who are who are dominant pass rushers. See, I don't think it's not it's not even necessarily they'll be less creative. It'll be that he'll
1: be more creative with less rushers. So Right, right. Not having to bring five as much. Exactly. Like, so instead of, because the issue like against Tom Brady, for example, is if if you were creative and you brought five, that means there's six guys in coverage, which means if you got five eligible receivers, five of them have to be covered and one guy has to be the floater or you're in zone and that's another situation. Um, but if you rush four, like how the teams that usually beat him, like the Eagles, like the Giants, those type of four-man rush Broncos teams, back in the day. Right, the Broncos back in the day. If you're rushing four guys, even if they're not your traditional four-down dudes, as long as you have seven guys back, you can confuse them a little bit if, if those four guys. And, but that, I think that's why they've they've invested into Vince Williams because he can rush the passer from the middle. That's why they like Mark Barron and Devin Bush because they could both bring bring that kind of heat and be quick enough to do that and fake that and then drop back into coverage. That's why they've been working on Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt as doubling as coverage. So now you can they can be up at the line and then they can drop back at any second, but you're still rushing four because um, you could be you could bring that from Vince, you can bring that from Barron, you could bring that from Bush, you can bring that from Watt, you can bring it from. And of course, you're bringing Hayward, Hargraver to it each, each play. Um, you know, and, and they, they'll rotate those guys in, in and out. But Keith Butler was definitely, uh, experimenting a lot out there today. And I think that they're liking what they see because they're quick.
0: Interesting. So I was watching a wide receiver cornerback release the release drill. Um, and this was an interesting one because, you know, this was one where you finally get to see the physicality out of some of these corners. And that meant that this is finally a drill for Steven Nelson. I thought he was the, the winner here. I mean, just too physical, especially for a lot of the smaller receivers that they put him against. And I was surprised that they kept doing this because they would put, they put him against uh, Deontay Spencer twice, which is just, I mean, that's a complete mismatch. Um, Nelson was all over him. Spencer's also tiny. He, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand why we're putting Steven Nelson. them are the, the, the the, the most physical corner the Steelers have out there uh, against the the smallest wide receiver. But and then and then Eli Rogers, same thing. I mean Rogers just had no no chance whatsoever against Nelson. Uh, well, there was one spectacular catch in the drill. Juju had a catch over Hayden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hayden was with him the whole way. The ball got tipped up in the air. Juju came down with it, kind of an acrobatic catch. The thing we we used to see from AB a lot. Yeah. So Juju kind of taking his place there. Um, Nelson was great in the rep in in, in every, pretty much every rep. There was only one I saw him really get beat on, and it was. Deion- Johnson mm. and in breaking route Nelson was physical but J- Johnson was just too quick out of his break Nelson couldn't keep up and that was really that's really been a theme throughout right is, is guys not being able to keep up with, with Deontay Johnson keep and special man I'm yeah. telling you yeah and, and look and I do want to say that this drill is kind of it, it, it's in favor of the wide receivers because these these guys are going using the whole field yeah. it's one-on-one right it's so easy to get open um Artie had a couple nice reps here. Artie stride for stride with Spencer down the sideline. Bats the ball away. That's another one where I tweeted, and a lot of people wrote in and said, you must be mistaken. You must be I am not mistaken. It was Artie Burns, I promise. Um, he had another good rep against Juju. Ben had to go back shoulder. Juju did make the catch. It was kind of another one of Juju's spectacular. Excellent. Yeah. But um, but Artie, I thought Artie had a good session overall there. And, and you know, what's, what's interesting, and, and I, you know, I have this written down somewhere, but we went into camp talking about Artie Burns versus Justin Lane. I don't think Artie Burns versus Justin Leand's a thing anymore. Nope. I think it might it be Burns. It's it's Burns the whole way. Yeah. I, I mean, it's Artie Burns yeah. as CB three, right? Because yeah. I don't think he's competing with Nelson at this no. point or Hayden for no. a starting spot. But he's not. Look, this is not a guy on the back end of the roster either. I think he's he's and they're
1: they're putting him there more. And like that's what I was talking to Mark Caboli with on the sidelines. we were we, he's like, who do you think's had the most snaps in camp? And we were both like Artie Burns because. I mean, there, there. He's he's second team and third team, and he and they're lining him up outside, and they want it. They want to keep getting him those reps. And and, and he said, and, and they've the Steelers have have made it clear that this kid is has wanted this kid, this guy has wanted wanted more reps. I mean, he's still what twenty four, so yeah, 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 He's yeah. he's still that, he's still very relatively useless. young, yeah. But but yeah, it, you know, it's uh, you know, that Burns is getting out there. He's not afraid, and a lot of people are like you know, I've I've tweeted a lot of times when someone beats Burns, and they're like, ah, whatever, you know, my five year old could be Burns, and I'm like, hey you don't understand this guy can still run he's no, still t- he still got he's, it. he's still got the feel he just has to get out of his own head and, and you got to see it during games because uh and, i mean two years ago Artie burns was a talent at cornerback you know he was someone that everyone's like whoa like you know he had a huge uh, uh improvement from his rookie year to his second year and there was just a major drop off last year in his third year um and now he's in his fourth season what's he gonna do and is this a top spot but i mean it's clear justin lane's not taking his spot and, um, you know, you look at the rest of the cornerbacks, I mean, Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton, those, those, those are, they're making those guys slot guys. So, yeah. uh, and Brian Allen, I mean, Brian Allen's looked good in camp, but. That's another thing I want to talk to you about,
0: because yeah. I have it written down here. I, I think Brian Allen versus Justin Lane, that is a thing.
1: Yeah, that is a thing, but I, I don't think Justin Lane is going anywhere. You don't, you don't get rid of a, of a, of a third round draft pick.
0: No, no, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they would cut him, but, um, boy, it would be interesting if, if Brian Allen were, you know, if Brian Allen continues on this trend where yeah. I do think he's, just above Justin Lane right now. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Brian Allen? Do you do you keep what would the, what would that be six that they would have to keep in order in order to keep both? Yeah. Would you do that just to keep a guy like Brian Allen around because he is? I mean, this is a leap from are where we, he was a year ago.
1: Six, so it's uh, Hayden, Nelson, Yep. Burns, Sutton, Hilton, Allen, that's seven. And Lane. That's seven cornerbacks. Mm. You can't do that. No, that's too many. Now, but here's the thing. What happens when you get a log jam at one position? You trade and back up another. So now, what, what, who are you trading though?
0: They don't want to re-sign Mike Hilton. Okay, maybe, maybe that could be that could be interesting because yeah. I, I mean, look, you know, I'd look, maybe they just have to cut Brian Allen. Or I, I wonder if he has practice squad eligibility left because I guess they could try to to sneak him. I'm not sure him. about the rules there. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, they might be able to sneak him there. Yeah, but um, there's there's no way they sneak Brian Allen at this point. He's been around <laughs> way no, too long. You're right. Um, I think it was the, I think it was the Patriots wanted him a couple of years ago. Yeah, That's why they had to. They yeah, had to they're not
1: they're yes. not letting Belichick get another guy. <laughs> no,
0: no. All right, the other drill I wanted to talk about is the no huddle drill that happened. Mm. Um, I thought this was an interesting one because this was a, this was a day without Dante Moncrief. Mm-hmm. Dante Moncrief, we talked about this. Him and Ben have been on the same page yeah. that he's wide receiver two to this point. So without, without him out there, I was interested to see how Ben was going to do or who, who was he going to look for. He really didn't push the ball down the field in this drill a lot. He was kind of working the sidelines, a couple nice passes to uh, to James Washington. But you know, the only times he truly tried to fit it down the field were one where, but well, he had to put it between three defenders to get it to Vance McDonald. Then Vance made a nice
1: catch. That was a very nice catch. I saw that
0: one. Yeah, in between three defenders, that was good. And then he tried to float one to Juju, mm-hmm. but the, the the defense got their hands on it. Maybe could have been an interception.
1: It was tipped around. That was the one I think it was Edmonds. He was. Tipped. I think so. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. You know, he really couldn't push the ball down the field very much, and, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, the other thing I want to talk about with the no huddle drill is, is Mason Rudolph, who I thought looked very confident. Other than that first rep, the first rep he took yeah. just held on to the ball. I mean, just had that, yeah. that the same kind of deer in headlights Mason yeah. Rudolph look that we've seen all too often. And Where do we go? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the, the, the first read not being there is such a weakness for him. I feel like if he if he can be more confident through his reads, I mean, he's quarterback too. By a long shot but because that that's not happening you know he, he sets himself back um he hit spencer on a nice comeback in that drill he had yeah kind of got scrambled out of the pocket hit grimble on a nice throw but um yeah i mean like i'm this was a, a nice practice for mason rudolph but he still has those times where he just goes back the first he's yeah. not there and he yeah. you know he just he freaks out and, and he's a second year quarterback i, I think we, we you know it, it, that ha- that happens that's gonna
1: happen um you know, you know, you know, it's it's different. You know, when you when you when you think back and you look back at where certain quarterbacks are, there's a reason why he was drafted in the third round, even though the Steelers said they had a first round grade on him. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger when he came in, everyone because that's what everyone compares people to around in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, you know, people were like, well, he came in and won 15 straight games. Well, Ben did also didn't just do that by himself. He, you know, he he had he had you know defenses to to support him uh, on his on on his runs, and he had hot games, but he also had bad games, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that you know considering. Ben Roethlisberger was a top-tier quarterback in his draft in one in a very good quarterback draft. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph was sort of the fifth, the sixth guy on the list coming into the in, into his draft, and you know that was a big name year with Baker Mayfield and, and Lamar Jackson and all the other guys that went right. that went early. But. Um, but, you know, it's still, you know, you're talking about a year where Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger came out all in the same year, and Ben has looked like the best of all three. Yep. Um, so it's, you know, I, I always put, try to put people, put it in their perspective is that you gotta give people time to grow. I do think Mason Rudolph needs to get a better command of the offense because that's the deer in the headlights look you're, you he's getting. Um, but I, I'll say this, and this is something you said early on. I think Devlin Hodges is, Kind of pushing that part, that that part of his game to be you coming seen. around. I'm not saying that he's going to make the team, Tony. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I think that in that in that quarterback room, Devlin Hodges could be a guy that's like Yo Mason. You know, let's, 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 let's get on this together. And, yeah. and, and that's something that I've talked to different guys, about. Like I was talking to JT Jones about, you know, you know, you're young, you're a second year player. Who, who are you listening to? And he's like, honestly, everybody in the room's a coach. We're all coaching each other. We're working together. And he's like, there's so, and there's so many leaders in our locker room mm. and, and helping us figure out when we're going through something. And if, if that can be the way in the quarterback room, you know, one, you got Ben Roethlisberger, but Ben can't be on everything all the time. Right. Plus, Ben's got to adjust every week to think. But when you get a guy that's, you know, working behind everybody, maybe he can help bring something out in Camden. That's where I think Devlin Hodges could do the best.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that because I think it was Lock Foro who, who floated this idea out there that the Steelers could actually get something back for Josh Dobbs if they wanted to trade him at the end of this process. That would be interesting. Um, if Steelers could get some sort of compensation. I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, they're going to keep, Dobbs and Rudolph, yeah. but I mean, if they could get something back for Dobbs, would they? Would they take a fifth? Would they take a sixth? They're like a conditional seventh or something like that. I, I
1: mean, to me, I think it would be nothing, nothing more than a sixth round pick. Okay, people, people, people look—he is a fifth round pick, and then you know he's a third string quarterback. Maybe he's a second string quarterback because uh, he was one last year. But yeah, um, I, I don't think people are going to. Uh, lose their minds over josh Tubbs. yeah
0: and i think that the next the next step here is is to get into that preseason game what is it next friday yes um and that's when we're really going to tell between these two guys you know is there uh, has there been a major leap right because we can you know we can talk all day about these practices but it doesn't mean anything if they can't do it inside the stadium right all right some other notes i have here from camp we had our first camp fight today oh yeah we did big allen and cam hayward went at it these are two guys who i did not expect to actually i mean to be in a fight right Mm -hmm. these are be the two uh the last two people you'd expect to be in a fight but um i guess hayward was talking to him and then and then villanueva swung at him uh it was it didn't last very long but you know we talked about this other the other day right with with juju and, and lane almost getting into it that didn't happen this this one this one did happen so that was uh that was interesting to watch um, Devin Bush, we, I, I kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. but he keeps getting his hands on the ball. I, you know, this is yeah. a guy who, you know, we start talking about who's going to be that kind of nickel dime linebacker. I think Devin Bush is that guy right now. I haven't seen him in the run game just yet. I don't know how you how you feel about how he's doing against the run, but I think against the pass, he, he looks good so far. No, yo, know, he, he
1: listen. This is why they got him. You know they need to cover running backs. They need to cover short range receivers, and they need a guy that can go, you know, sideline to sideline and take away those faster, faster guys that are running those underneath cross crosser routes. And that's what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, anytime Juju or James Washington or anybody comes across the middle, he's on him.
0: Yeah. Um, well, he had that one today where it was, it was uh, Connor. They were yeah, that Connor backed up was, against yep, the goal line. Yep. Connor came up. Ben tried to get it to him, mm-hmm. or maybe it was Dobb Dob tried to get it to him, whoever it was. But but I mean, it was a good throw ahead of him. Right. And Bush just chopped. Nope. Yeah. You're not getting Battered that. The ball away. Um, and,
1: and that's the stuff you need to see. It may not result in picks, but those type of plays, when you take away easy underneath throws, things that you used to pick at the Steelers, and it's those type of things that Tom Brady historically, not even recently, historically has beaten the Steelers with. You know, oh, Ike Taylor's running with our number one receiver? That's fine. Oh, you double teamed Rob Gronkowski? That's fine. Here's James White, or right. here's Deion Lewis right. underneath. He's going to get eight yards because you don't have a fast enough guy to cover him, and Ryan Shazier's over on the tight end. Now you got Barron. Now you got Bush. And Vince Williams is still able to help in that regard. But those two, especially blanketing those guys, it makes things a lot different when you're going up against those, those check down quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be something uh, interesting to watch here throughout this process. Um, all right. James Washington, I thought had a great day. I mean, you know, he, yeah, there he, there was, a great day. uh, there, I think it was in the same drill that kind of backed up against the goal line mm-hmm. where he, he beat, uh, Hayden badly. I mean, I
1: mean, I tell you, I, I heard, a... Uh, when 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 he made that second move and Hayden realized he he had fell for it he was like yeah you he like, he just heard you <laughs> he just heard that 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 yell of like ah uh, like I don't want to cuss but I'm I, I know I'm in trouble yeah. here and Ben saw it the whole way and Ben floated it a little bit he should have let did. that he should have let His that Edmonds was able to almost yeah. get over there yeah I mean and that was the thing like I think in an NFL game Edmonds might have tried to take dude take off Washington's head but still the fact that Washington's was able to put on a move like that on the man Joe Hayden and that was the thing you know I I, I had noted several times when Washington had beat burns people are like well anyone could beat burns he beat hayden um and, and hayden you know he he's been do- he's he's once again having a great camp he's been really strong um there's a really good piece on behind the steel curtain about you know for that interviewed his trainer when one of the people he worked with in the office season yep. about his footwork i suggest you go read that um but um Man, it was, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a really good couple of days. It's been really a
0: good camp so far for James Washington. And what's, what's interesting about him is, right, now I went into this camp and I, you know, I was saying, I'm not even going to watch James Washington because here's a guy who did it all last year yeah. at camp, right? And, and then just disappeared in the regular season. But I think the big thing, the jump for him is his route running, like you yeah. talked about, right? Last year was combat catch after combat catch. This year he's able to, to create some separation for himself. He doesn't have to make as many combat catches anymore. That's been really interesting to watch. Um, and then I thought Malik Williams had some big runs today. It wasn't a great day for the running game. Again, it was kind yeah. of a slow, slow day for the running game. Uh, but Malik Williams out there had a couple big runs. Any other uh, notes you have from camp today? I
1: really like the way Snell's running the ball. I don't. Th- I want to highlight that as well. Um, but, uh, but definitely. The the secondary I think is is still looking better. Edmonds is looking really smooth. Um, I really think the Steelers are in a good position if that guy can continue to uh, to grow within the scheme and especially if Davis can get back so that they can sort of not rely on Edmonds as much and they can sort of just let him be an X factor type of guy. Like hey, yeah. you're taking away the tight end in this play, make it happen. You know, and, and that all or you're roaming the middle of the field. You know, cut up cut and cut and go on whatever you see. I think that they they would really appreciate him and Bush. You know, as the two guys that get to fly all over the place. I'll
0: tell you what, Edmonds has has made that leap from a guy who last year was like think, process, okay, react to a guy who's just out there playing football. And yeah, he's playing downhill. He looks very, very good. Talk about Benny Snell. I agree with you. I wrote down here. Benny Snell is the second best runner on this team right now. Not necessarily the best running back. We're not out of the backfield. You know, can he pass protect? Taking the ball and going. Yes. He's the best I think he's the second best runner. If if you need someone to spell Connor, I would maybe put Snell in if you just you know, if you need like three yards and a cloud of dust type thing. I think that I think that that's what they're looking at too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Your player of the day. James watched
1: He's been, he's been the you man. Stole mine. Yes, hey, hey, <laughs> hey man, you gave it to me first. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna let that go. Um but yeah, James Washington, he, he's been going up and getting it. He's and that's the thing, going up and getting it is what he was good at. Now he's making people miss, now he's being shiftier. He they've been you they I saw some 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 kick returns with him too. Um I think they're liking what they're seeing. I think that they're they're appreciating that he's a little more in shape in this camp when it comes to quickness. Cause he knew it because I think before he came in, he was just like gonna do what he thought was best. Now he knows what regimen he had to improve and that's what he did all offseason and it's showing
0: yeah I mean, the Steelers are in a good place at wide receiver right now. If things continue on their current trajectory, right? Juju looks like he's taking his game up to another level. Washington looks better than he did a year ago, and he was spectacular last year at camp. Let's not forget that. Uh, Moncrief looks like the clear number two. Him and Ben are on the same page. Johnson's a smooth route runner. Now, how much of that's going to translate in the games? We shall see. Um, But I think Switzer's having a good camp. I think Rodgers is having a good camp. Overall, at wide receiver, I think the Steelers are are doing well. All right, my player of the day was going to be James Washington. I guess I'll have to... I had, so I had four names written down. I had James Washington, Malik Williams, the running back, who I thought had a really big day. Devin Bush and Artie Burns. <sighs> I gave it to Artie already. Do so I want to go two-time for Artie? I'm going to go Devin Bush. He's just getting his hands fair. on the ball. That's you fair. know, He's out there. He, he's, again, like I said, his pass coverage is very, very good right now. Like, like you said, he, he has already – one of the big things about camp so far that I've noticed is that the middle of the field is just completely different on defense. Yep. Right away. And we're five practices in here. And Devin Bush is already making. And I mean, Mark Barron too. I don't want to take anything from what Mark Barron's doing out there. But the middle of the defense is so much different defensively. Um, All right that'll do it for us today Chris let people know where they can find your work as
1: always y'all know you can find me at Carter critiques on Twitter if you follow me I will follow you back hit me in the DMS at me I'm always down to talk sports with you guys always down to talk anything with you guys really um, but that's always a great thing and thank you to all the fans who do reach out I always try to talk back with our listeners um, you know as am you know, the lead NFL analyst for DK Pittsburgh sports.com where right now you can you can sign up for a trial month for 99 cents check us out for, for a month if you like us you stick you can stick with us if not we thank you for checking us out but we cover the Steelers the Pirates and the Penguins we got all the MLB trade line deadline talk we're talking everything Steelers we got Dale Lolly inside the locker room I've been joining him a little bit out here at camp but I'm always breaking down film with my colors classroom column so check us out at dkpittsburghsports.com you will not regret
0: it you can find me on twitter at Steeler Country and Chris and I'll be back tomorrow for more Locked On Steelers